Well, good morning. It's so good to be with you. I'm filled with joy. By the way, I don't know how much y'all were paying attention. That man, Maurice, just gave us a mini sermon just around the fourth. I appreciate that. Let's go, sir. Way to give us some energy. I was over there feeling like, like come on, I'm feeling this. I got to get something to do. Give me this word. Well done, sir. We as a team, as a staff, we just recently got back from our annual staff retreat. It was a great time. We got a chance to get with each other, learn more about encouraging, supporting each other, and just being for the good of our city and the surrounding cities and all the places where we interact. But one thing that that stood out to me is we had a chance to actually hold space for you and around you and around encouraging you and supporting you more. So just wanted to let you know, we're thinking about you even when we're not here because you matter. And this morning, as we're thinking about humanity and how to engage, we want to look at some of our interactions and how some of the things that maybe we think are just so common in every day end up really not being that common at all. They're special. They're superb. And last week, actually, two of my favorite humans were in this space, Marquise and Crystal Cox, and they talked to us about better ways to engage with vulnerability and how to exercise that better. And it made me think about humanity in these spaces that exist between us and how we engage and how we interact, some being physical, but even more so the spiritual. And you know me, I live, I live in Boulder, not too far from Pearl Street. So I'll go over to the Pearl Street Mall every now and then just to engage, sit around, take in the energy. I have my headphones and maybe I write, maybe I create, thinking just listen and engage, kind of look, listen and learn about people and take in that energy. And it's something that gives me a good break and kind of fills me with life when I engage. But I was over there last week and near the end of my time, as I was leaving, I'm walking up this street and I'm getting ready to go to my car, or pardon me, a sidewalk, fairly small sidewalk. And I see a guy come around the corner and he just hits right around the corner of big energy, ah, literally yelling, flailing his arms, throwing words around, highly, severely distraught. What he was saying was that apparently someone had like beat him up, put, his, put their hands on him. It was hard to make out what he was saying, but just, you know, fairly big guy, 6'2", just coming down the street, boom, 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 literally fighting the air. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Obviously I saw him and I felt for him, but I'm also like walking by, this is a small sidewalk. I'm like, man, I wonder what happened to that guy. I hope he has something good in store for him because clearly he's coming out of something terrible. And I'm also thinking like, huh, how is this gonna affect me? I got to walk by him. He out here wilding, doing his thing, throwing stuff. So as we get closer to walking by, I kind of look at him. He looks at me. We just go. Nothing happens. Then five or six steps behind that, I hear a voice says, hey, man. And I'm turning around. I'm like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he walks up to me. He's like, hey, can I shake your hand? And I'm like, sure, if you want to. I mean, I hope you use sanitizer, but yeah, if you want to shake my hand, shake my hand. And he's like, no, no, can I shake your hand, man? I just, I want to thank you for your energy. I want to thank you for this energy that you're carrying because I walked past you and I felt it. And then I had to step in it and I had to come back and just tell you that energy, whatever you're carrying, I'm feeling it now and I'm taking it now. And I've had literally the worst day, didn't go into detail because we're strangers. But he was like, I literally was about to lose it. And then I walked past you, I grabbed some of this energy and I just wanna thank you for that because that did something for me. And then he just walked off. So I'm sitting there like, okay, you're welcome by the way, I guess. But then as I'm walking to my car, I'm thinking, I'm trying to backtrack 
and replay what could have happened in this moment. And as I'm thinking there, the best thing that I could land on was we walk by one another and our spiritual realities and energy engaged, and we had a spiritual handshake. And something about it forced him to come back and then want a physical handshake and want to offer up a thanks. But in that moment, I started thinking about him being aware of, okay, so what am I carrying? I mean, he's a human being. I definitely care and cared about him. I saw him and I, I definitely wished and hoped that his day would go better. But I'm like, what's happening in this space that was there between us? And the reality of someone just encountering a, a, your space or your energy that you're just a part of and sharing and then totally changing the trajectory of your day, it just made me think about the idea of healing and freedom and the earth and the way that that man's story had been written up until this time was literally the physical reaction of what was happening in his spirit to make him, for lack of better words, temporarily go crazy as he was walking through a day from hell. But then he had an experience. He experienced something and shifted his day from hell to a day of healing out of his words. And it was beyond him and it was beyond me. And I know we're, we're in a time, we're in an era where words are tricky, a lot is happening, even the concept about around thoughts and prayers and all these things and sending people thoughts and prayers, that's tricky, that can get heavily scrutinized. And by the way, rightly so, if there's decisive action that needs to be taken, then we need to take it. But there's also th something about where our spirits and our emotions and our realities reside. And I started wondering what could happen on this earth if we entered into a space, if we decided that we wanted to let our love for humanity radiate so consistently and at such a level that people could interact with that without any words ever being spoken? What if we could share and pass out healing from one to another without saying anything? And it led us to this concept of maybe that's a piece of the desire around what it looks like to just live life through the lens of love. And to start stepping in some, into some of these in-between spaces. And we just, we pick that language because it's just a shared idea of spirit and how I may reside in one place or one space and maybe someone else's way over here. But as we step into what exists in the spiritual realm, or we step into these in-between spaces, these spaces where for whatever reason, heaven and earth touch and they interact and we can position ourselves and just engage with the healing and the freedom that God is already orchestrating through this world. And for this language, we actually use the word in like I in in because this is an intentional mindset that we step into. Just like our little huts are there. We want to step into this place of the end so that way we can invite others in to experience some of the freedom and the healing that we have experienced for a purpose. And, and oftentimes when I know that I'm up against or I'm about to engage in a really tough 
or a hard convo or a difficult interaction, I'll just quickly say to people, hey, can you just step into the end with me? And all that means is, can you step into this conversation, this interaction from the approach of we're stepping in together for the purpose of healing and freedom. We're not perfect, but can we agree to step into this combo and just leave our agendas and our biases and all those things outside? So at least in this moment, we can engage for the healing and freedom of maybe yourself, maybe myself, maybe those who will be affected by what we talk about and what we decide. I was joking with someone last week and a funny way to look at this is just, we're trying to establish a spiritual bed and breakfast just for healing and freedom. Someone's going through something, hey, I'm here, I'm here with you. I'm gonna step into the inn with you to help you engage and look. Like any other inn space, this place has rooms to help us navigate. There's a front door, that's where we are today. We're doing initial interactions and engaging with strangers. How do we meet strangers with this actual love and concern for who they are? Next week, John's gonna walk us through the dinner, dinner table engagement. How do we engage from a dinner table space? We'll go out to a garage, we'll come back to the kitchen, we'll hit a closet. This is a full lens of rooms that are gonna help us just understand how to navigate through the lens of love. And look, sometimes you're gonna open that door and you're gonna engage with people and you will never see the residual effects of how it goes. Sometimes like me, like I just told you, I opened the end for this angry guy. This dude sprinting in, right, right into Jesus and started celebrating. I was like, great, bro. Enjoy yourself. Live your life. Hope you get that healing. But that's rare. It doesn't always go like that. Sometimes you just engage and give a little piece of yourself when you've matched up with God's spirit. And God does something with that human being, gives them love, support, and affection. And it just goes. And you got a chance to be a part of something bigger than you that blessed you as well. And so this, this love, this expansive lens of love concept. It is for us. This is not the first time that it's been talked about. This has actually been around for a while. Jesus actually said this to his followers in John 13, 35. I'm just going to read it for you. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And a little background of what was going on in that moment at that time when he's saying this, the disciples are actually wondering, like, what's going to happen when he's gone? They don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but they know he's going to be gone soon. They're getting that reality. They're getting their hints. And Jesus goes and actually links them with him and then links them to one another. And in that era, in that age, really great rabbis and teachers would have, like, distinct identifying pieces and aspects of their teaching, things that kind of let you know, like, oh, I follow X, Y, and Z. And as a follower, the people would see that come out kind of like their, like their ID, like your driver's license, a little calling card for what you follow. And what's happening here is that Jesus, as the founder, is saying, this is your ID. This is your ID for Christianity, is this love, this love that you carry with you. Yes, that you experience and you get to step into, but this love that you actually carry with you, a love that's asserted for just brotherhood, sisterhood, for the common man. I love how Marie started this morning talking about humanity. That's where we are. This was a love for the common man, not just based on status, 
which was the way. As we know, sometimes these days that gets in our way too, but it was based on actual humanity and this connection. And what he's doing is he's laying out this idea that love for each other and love for mankind is actually evidence of love that you have for God. What a beautiful way for people to see that love that you have. Now, as we're here, I wanna pause really quickly, just for a quick second, and step in and say, look, if you have not engaged with this idea, if you're like, look, I hear you on this love thing, that ain't where I'm at, or if you're like, maybe, but I have, diff- I have trouble loving people that are a little bit different, maybe people that are difficult, definitely people that are mean to me, I don't even wanna love them, if that's you. This is not an indictment. This is not an indictment on you or anyone else. This is just an invitation. It's just an invitation. We're just inviting you into walking in the action of actually loving God. If you look at that scripture, John 13, 35, it doesn't say by this, they will know you are my disciples because you pray more, as good as that is. They're not gonna know you because you have deeper Bible studies and because you fast a little better then the next person, by the way, that's great. I believe in that. But that is not the thing. Quiet times are great. Getting away with God is wonderful. I advise it. But that does not replace love. Those things partner with love. They may even be byproducts of love, but they cannot replace love. So the question becomes, do I accept Do I accept my invitation to step into the end and do my best to operate within this lens of love? And one of my favorite pieces about this idea or this concept is that anyone can do it. Anyone can step into this. You don't have to be the smartest or the most popular, the most polished. Anybody can step into this life through the lens of love. It simply requires a heart check. Just a little quick, maybe not so quick, heart check. So while we're here together, I just wanna ask you privately, where's your heart? What's going on in your heart right now? What's your diet like? Spiritually, emotionally, physically, what are you ingesting? What are you taking in that's giving you messaging and that's speaking to you and telling you who you are, giving you narratives? What is in your heart? What are you taking in and internalizing as you walk through your daily journey? Some of you may remember back in our, in our forgiveness series, we looked at this idea of how Jesus responded when he was asked, what is the greatest command for you and for me? And it's in Matthew, Matthew 22, 37. We're going to skip 38 today, 37 and 39. And he responded, love the Lord your God with all your heart 
and all your soul and all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. And I want to spend a little bit of time on that as yourself piece this morning. Because so often that piece can get lost when we're talking about how do I love my neighbor well? How do I step in and engage with my neighbor, which is important. But if you remember, we talked about this reality that Jesus comes in, he shows us on the cross. He shows us that love is forgiveness. His love is forgiveness. And it gives us the freedom to actually forgive ourselves. And then the the power demonstrated, this literal earth shattering reality of what happens on the cross shows us how much, just how much the magnitude fully of how much God really loves us. And that literally empowers us to then love ourselves and appreciate ourselves, approach ourselves in the correct manner, the way that God sees us. And as we think about that power and what that means, how we can engage with it, that in and of itself, what happened on the cross, this reality that, yes, the cross is a great demonstration that we should have faith in God. But as we talked about previously, it's also a demonstration that God has faith in us. Why would he give so much? Why would he offer up everything for you and you and me? Because he has faith in us and that faith is an invitation to step into the perfect flow of God's love. Also, as we know, God is love and we are human. We have our attempts. We can attempt as much as we can to distribute perfect love on our own, but outside of the flow of God's love, how can our love not fall short, even when well intended? And so the excitement for me around this healing and freedom is that when we find a way to actually step into the flow of God's love, we get to, for lack of a better term, get to chuck the deuces to hell because hell can go because healing and freedom is here. As we looked at our first example of the day, we're trying to move ourselves in partnership with God. We're trying to move people, our friends, our neighbors, people that we don't know, people that we barely met. We're trying to move them out of days from hell and move them into days full of healing, not because we do it. We don't even have the power to do that. But if we can keep ourselves in this love lens and keep our spirit in this in, in this set aside space, where God is already residing and operating and keeping our hearts and our minds and our souls to the best of our ability in that space. And then we bump up against other people. And these spiritual handshakes are healing people and setting them free all over, even when you don't know it because of what's inside of you, because that love and that healing and that freedom that you get to engage with by just choosing to step outside of things that are focused on you, what you get, what you need, just in the selfish moment and step into the end for the purpose of healing and freedom and partnering with God. 
and then allowing God's flow of God, self, neighbor, God, loving, neighbor, self, God, and allowing that flow and allowing God's love to increase in your relationships, not just in your own prayer life and all those things, which are great and I encourage, but in relationship and allowing that flow to go that keeps you in that love flow and it keeps you from unintentionally projecting your insecurities and your judgments and your false narratives, limited belief, unintentionally projecting this onto our neighbors and our friends and our family without even knowing it. Because that's not our intention. But if we can't set our intentions into and on partnering with the healing and freedom of God and where he already is, then we run the risk of unintentionally bumping someone right off of that path and that honored opportunity, pardon me, that has been set before them. And just in a practical space, an actual physical practical space, even when we're dealing with that person or those people in our lives, that even when they come to mind, we're like, oh, I got to go have another conversation with that person. Maybe I love them, but I don't know if I like them. That person, as we deal and we engage with that, the idea around the end and these interactions and this lens of love can frame this and set this so that when you walk away from that engagement, at least you know you stepped in and you presented the best of yourself in partnership with the sides of healing and freedom that you are aware of. And you never know, maybe, maybe just in your life, in the circle, in the cycle of your life, maybe ever so often you'll actually link up and you'll be filled with that healing and that freedom that you've been trying so hard to put your mentality and your energy and your emotions into. And you might be coming out of Starbucks and say a kind word. You might notice somebody in front of you in in line and you know, they just need me to smile at them right now. And you may be in the middle of a healing interaction that you never know about, that you never hear about, but you may have a chance to even put your presence around someone when they're going through something and change the entire trajectory of their day without a single word. And just to clarify, we are not doing this to control the outcome. You're not trying to go on and say, hey, what's on my agenda today? I got to go out and heal five people. No, we're stepping into what God is already doing. We're just trying to help people. We're just trying to usher people. Like I said, we're at the front door. We're just trying to let people know, hey, I don't know where you are right now. I don't know what's happening in your heart check. But I have a space, I have a way for you to access just a little bit of healing and freedom that was already on this earth at one time through Jesus. But we have a chance to help people get little pieces and tidbits of that and experience that on this earth right now. (laughs) And the reality with this is everyone's not going to say yes. But even when they don't, 
in those moments, there's still healing and freedom to be found for you. I remember last year was about a couple months after me moving here. Actually, in a couple of weeks, I would have been here for an actual year. It goes, goes super fast, having a great time. But when I first moved here, a couple of months after, went back to Atlanta, uh, downtown Alpharetta, where I lived. Just got off the plane, was meeting up with one of my good friends, Chris. He was actually out here a couple of weeks ago. And we decided to go to this wonderful little coffee shop that I would always frequent when I lived there. So we meet there. I walk in, doing my thing, you know, talking to people, being nice. A gentleman walks up out of nowhere, just comes in, cuts, cuts me off. Me and Chris are standing there. Hey, guys, what's going on? I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, yeah, man. He pulls out his phone. No, I can't believe this story is real. He pulls out his phone. And he shows me a new, uh, a new story about some fire that happened in what would be Midtown Atlanta. So this guy's telling me about this fire and he's talking and he says, yeah, this fire happened. We're like, okay, cool. I'm like, I don't even live here anymore, but thank you. I hope the people are well. I literally mean that. I hope they're well. He's like, yeah, man, this fire happened and uh, everyone's b- blaming the blacks. And I was like, okay. I was like, you, you know who you're looking at, right? I was like, I know you're saying they're blaming them, but like I'm one of them, so maybe I don't know. And he's like, no, every, it's like everyone's blaming the blacks. And I said, okay, let me, let me think about this. And I said, well, man, you know, um, I didn't do it, but um, that looks like a terrible thing and I care for those people. And he's like, no, 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 whatever. And he keeps going on. And so I look at Chris, we're just like, man, I'm like, obviously this guy's having a crazy day. So we just kind of joke with him. We're like, hey, let's, maybe let's tighten up that language, but I don't know what you're getting at. So then he goes on and he, he shows me and us what his point was. He later on in this conversation, he asked me, so, hey, are you voting for Herschel? A little background. Herschel Walker and, and, and uh, Raphael Warnock were having this Senate race, a runoff. So he's, yeah, it's about to get political. Buckle up. So he's like, hey, you're you voting for Herschel. And I'm just like, man, I don't even live here, whatever. I'm like trying to have lunch with my friend, but I'm like, I really wish you the best. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, you see, you see what happened on the phone. Who are you voting for? And I said, oh, this is one of those. You're trying to equate me to what you think is a good black or a bad black based on political affiliation. Yeah, just like that, the energy turned. And uh, I was like, huh. I was like, look, man, um, the best I can do for you is just say, I definitely don't want to continue this conversation, but in, in all earnestness, we really hope you have a great day. And we hope that whatever's going on inside of you that is elevating these weird thoughts and beliefs to the top, I really hope you can get something out of this and have something good come from this. I was like, but in this moment, I cannot engage with this anymore. I'm already thinking about ways to represent myself. That wouldn't be the way I want to represent it. So I got to step out of this. And we did, and we had our meal, and our host was great, and then everything went fine. But that's the reality of this space. Sometimes your desire to enter into this space of healing and freedom just for yourself, your friends. I mean, my friend was with me. We hadn't seen each other in a year. Yourself, your friends, and everyone involved, it will cost you something. But in the end, you're also gaining something as much as you can potentially sacrifice for this healing and freedom for other people. Even while you're doing that, you're still fostering more healing and freedom for yourself. It's a weird equation, but that's how it works. 
when we step into this in-between space and this lens of love. So we're going to take a look really quickly at a clip that I just think captures so much about that sacrificial in-between space. And then I'll tap right back in after it. That's a look right there. My goodness. So as you can see, there's a lot of nonsense in that clip. But what we want to focus on is that last interaction where Abelene gets down on the ground. And she positions herself physically in this, in this case. She positions herself to support and to, to offer up. Not to step into because as you saw, that's a chaotic scene. There's no healing and no freedom happening in that space. There's a lot of stuff happening. None of that is there in that space. And what we're seeing is a person who is in a totally humiliating, dehumanizing position decide for whatever reason, I'm going to sacrifice for the healing and the freedom of this person because that's what is important to me and because that's the type of energy that I want to partner with. And that's a movie, she went on and did her thing. But even after that clip, she didn't get to see what was on the other side of that. But the impact was still great and it was still life-changing. So as we think about these next few weeks and this in-between space and what it's gonna take it will cost you something. Hopefully it don't cost you that, but it will cost you something to step into this space. And as we lean back into this idea of the flow of God, God's flow, God's self, neighbor, loving myself, loving my neighbor and God, and that perfect flow that God established, not us, we have to remember we cannot forget about loving ourselves because God does and we can't forget about what happens to my neighbor when I can't even love myself. Doesn't mean I can't be enamored with them, that I can't do good things for them, but what happens to the flow of God's, God's perfect love if we can't love ourselves? So I just have one question for you as we step out this week. I want you to think about what is that one thing, that main, that primary thing in your life 
that keeps sometimes or is keeping you from loving yourself. I mean, fully loving yourself in a manner that God demonstrated to us. And as you think about that, I want you to then invite God into that space, right into that thought, right into that reality. Invite God into that space. And we're going to see what happens in this week. Let me pray for us. Lord, we just thank you for giving us a chance to gather and to be in a place where imperfect humans try to do the best that we can to partner with your healing and your freedom that you are already distributing and handing out across this earth. Please help us to humbly engage and to know that even when we sacrifice for this, we will get something back in return. That's how this healing and freedom goes because you set it up for all of us to engage and also to receive. And I just wanna pray a blessing over these wonderful humans that are under the sound of my voice, that you would encourage them and support them and love them and remind them of their ultimate value as we try to share and extend that value to others. And I just wanna thank you for all of their hearts in this space as we walk into our next week, amen.